Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Packers and Seahawks kicked the season off with a bang Thursday night. See which players impressed our experts and who's already getting shown the door. Plus, we dish out our list of underrated players that you have to plug into your lineups this weekend. NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, starts now. Everybody and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. James Gell here with Michael Fabiano and Akbar Baja Biamila on the far side. Just a reminder, you can still sign up for fantasy football for free at NFL.com slash fantasy. I want to get right into it, guys. Enough of the predictions, enough of the projections. Uh, There's actual games to football. talk about. I All like right. it, man. All right, so here we go. Thursday night, Green Bay versus Seattle. A lot of folks worried about Aaron Rodgers versus a very stout Seattle defense. I can smell the turf. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy get Nelson owners are like, get in there. Get in there. Not on but that defense. Not on that defense. Steps out of bounds at the two-yard line. Right, Ensuing play. Fantasy relevant players ever. No Eddie Lacy. The no Randall Cobb. Culture. Oh, that's a thief right there. John Coons. Fullback dive. Seven to three. Packers. Second quarter. Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Fines. Percy Harvin. You know that Harvin. looks good. Look at that. Look at that. This Look dude good. had a day, Percy Harvin yeah, did. That one right there for 33 yards. Under three minutes. He's got big things in his future. Absolutely. A little read option. Read option. That a is little read that's, the one, that's the one thing on offense I couldn't stand. So hard to defend. Deep in the playbook there. That was Lockett there with a 33-yard touchdown grab and the Seahawks lead 17-10 at halftime. Got him, coach. <laughs> Hashtag got him. Third quarter. Packers are from their own 10-yard line. 
That was Michael Bennett turning the corner, stripping the ball out. Derek Sherrod has to fall on it. Have Balaga the, the safety. Balaga did get injured in that game. 22 oh, to 10. Seahawks. Get me some oh. Skittles. I love this one. Fourth quarter. Who said I was over the top? Who said I couldn't do it again? Jersey Sorry, was being man. ripped off. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's in there dashing in. Three-yard touchdown, 29-10 Seahawks. Then Packers next possession. Rodgers with a little bit of fantasy redemption. Finds Randall Cobb. Three-yard touchdown. Packers fail going for two. Trail 29-16. Under three minutes to play. A little Seahawks on fourth and one. Wilson. Another fullback score. This is Derek Coleman. Tack on Coleman? DC. Russell you. Wilson. Fullback's getting it done in this That's game. That's a Syracuse guy, right? The basketball player? Uh, that would no, be a negative. No? no? Uh, I'm, not, I'm still not putting him on my fantasy team. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, unless your team has an eligible fullback position, maybe Derek Coleman will be a good fit there. Seahawks win 36-16. All right, let's take a look at the final numbers here in terms of fantasy. Russell Wilson. You know, I feel bad our producer, Hytham. Why? He asked me before the game, he said, hey, man, should I play Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers? I said, no, of course not. Why would you say that? Why would you do you that? You play your stars week one. Oh, I get it. That's I get a it. quote from you, man. But <laughs> no, you know, I get it. What you I get it. You're still on the show. I mean, can't be that mad at you. If you ask Twitter, I shouldn't be on the show. Oh, really? Don't read Twitter. (laughs) Hey, listen, it was a beautiful game plan laid out by Seattle. A tough start for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, really struggled. Nine and a half fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. Uh, From a fantasy perspective, is there reason to worry, Akbar? No, there's no reason to worry about Aaron Rodgers because when you look at Aaron Rodgers and the type of production he's going to put up, he's going to put up big numbers, but going up against the Seattle Seahawks just wasn't fair. On the road as well. On the road, loud. I mean, look, the Seahawks defense is going to continue to do this. This secondary was able to mug and beat up that wide receiver crew for the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. They were able to apply a lot of pressure. We saw uh, Aaron Rodgers going down, getting sacked by Bennett. This is because this defense – they have, on every level, they've got talent. Um, and, and not only that, the interception that he had, he was throwing to to, uh, to Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson actually got both hands on the ball. That interception you can't put on Aaron Listen, Rodgers. this is the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. I mean, this is on a different level defensively. We're talking 85 Bears level here. You just don't score fantasy points in Seattle against this team. It doesn't happen. We saw it last <laughs> year with Drew Brees. What do you have, three or four interceptions in that right. game? You just don't do it. You, you can't go into a game – even with a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers and expecting to have a big-time statistical output. That lets output. you know how Doesn't elite happen. this defense is. If you can take an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who is, I mean, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and shut him down like that, Look what they did to Loka. Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't even in Seattle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, a lot of folks may have predicted that Aaron Rodgers in the passing attack was going to have a down game, but a lot of folks still believed in Eddie Lacy. A lot of folks thought that Eddie Lacy was going to play a very good game. Mike, you came on this very program said, I, I'm projecting that Eddie Lacy's going to have a pretty nice day, even against that Seattle front seven. It was tough sledding for him, man. Yeah, Absolutely only, tough sledding. I only projected him for like seven or eight points. I didn't think it was going to be a huge game. But what he did in this contest when he was on the field, I actually liked what I saw. He ran hard. He looked mm-hmm. good. Sure. The offensive line didn't do him any favors. And the thing that you're worried about now is that he suffered the concussion, yep. second concussion in, in uh, a year span. So now you have to go on the waiver wire and pick up James Starks, which will happen game. next week and ensure Lacey and Casey can't play in week two. It's funny I say that James Starks had a great game. He, he actually had more rushing yards than Eddie Lacey, but he only had 37 yards on the ground. Just remember, well, it's, it's one cool. week. It's and and one this defense week. was good. I mean, hard. I mean, and, and 
you know, I feel badly for the, the center, the young center who had to go up against Brandon Meebang. Of course, when you start disrupting your disruptive interior, right? that messes up mm-hmm. the running back game. I mean, Raji was already gone. Balaga got injured in the middle of that game. Uh, folks who think that, again, uh, that this is the offense that you're going to see, I mean, come on, they're, they're going to shore up that They'll offensive up. line a, a little bit as well. And I, I think that defense, uh, the Green Bay defense, won't be as pliable moving forward either. Uh, on the well, Jordy Nelson is a guy. A lot, a lot of high expectations for Jordy Nelson. Nine catches, 83 yards. Again, uh, there seemed to be a pretty good chemistry between Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Do you look for that to continue moving forward on court? I, I do. I, I believe that Jordy Nelson is going to continue to be productive throughout the rest of the season. But as long as he's going to go up against the Seattle Seahawks, he, he's going to have his work cut out for him. This is the most expensive secondary group in the NFL. These guys have a lot of talent. And these guys are big. They're physical. You th- take a guy like Cam Chancellor. It looked like he had bad intentions. Every mm-hmm. time he came up, he looked like he was trying to punish someone. You don't think those wide receivers, they smell that, they hear that Aaron Rodgers didn't even look towards Richard Sherman way. I mean, totally ignored him throughout the entire game. So when you can do that, when you can cut off a half of the field because you have talent like Richard Sherman, that makes it very hard. Jordy Nelson, he wasn't able to do his thing because of the talent there. Fabs, Randall Cobb had six catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. But it's interesting. When I watched the actual game itself, it seemed like he was out of sync with Aaron Rodgers. Is there a reason for concern there? No, n- not at all. And if out of sync means I'm getting 11 fantasy points <laughs> in the standard league from Randall Cobb, then I am fine without him. Great sink. point. Great okay, point. he got that late touchdown, which helped his fantasy appeal. And I like the fact that he had six catches. He saw a lot of targets in the contest. And I think that he could lead this team in receptions in 2014. Randall Cobb is a guy I think we all like. We all think he's going to have a big season in the contract year. Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. There's nothing to worry about. This is a good start for Randall Cobb. From a fantasy perspective. I I do want to say, though, I did think he got lucky on that because there was a miscommunication Mm -hmm. between the linebackers on coverage there, and that's what caused it. And I know he still got the points there, but I'm saying from an X's and O's perspective. From the X's and O's perspective, and you look at this, I mean, Randall Cobb didn't have his best fantasy game. There's still more to come from. But the good thing is he doesn't have to worry about the Seahawks. There you go. The Seahawks, speaking of, they looked fabulous, man. Russell Wilson, Percy Harvin, Marshawn Lynch, these guys were stars. Absolutely impressive performances. Uh, and again, uh, man, Russell Wilson, a guy, uh, he just looked fabulous. I- I've written many words about Russell Wilson. I, I think he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback Ooh. this season. It's a lofty projection, but from what I saw yesterday, I don't think I'm too far off the mark. 19 of 28, 191 yards, two touchdowns, granted to two non-fantasy relevant players, but still a, a very overall great line. Akbar, do you kind of see that upside as well? You know what, let me say this. He put an outstanding game when you look at it from the football perspective. Great game. He was consistent. But when you look at it from a fantasy perspective, Russell Wilson, what you saw in this game yesterday was really all that you're going to get. He's an 18 to 19 point fantasy guy. He's not going to give you those big numbers in his entire career so far. He's only put up two 300-yard games, so you don't expect. Now he's got the ability to do some rushing and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. The read option will help him that, but I don't know that his, his production is going to go up that much. I think we saw the best that we're going to see, maybe a little bit more from Russell Wilson. What I love about Russell Wilson from a fantasy perspective, and Fabs, you can chime in here. Uh, t- I love the consistency. Last year, Andrew Luck was the fourth high-scoring quarterback, and to me, I don't, I don't remember him ever having one of those game-breaker-type days, 
but always consistently in that range. Russell Wilson seems like that kind of quarterback to me as well. At home for sure. There are some games on the road last year where he had a few hiccups, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, oh, man, I know at the end of last year he was not good from a fantasy perspective. But if you're talking about a QB1 or a high QB2, a guy you're playing the matchups with, especially when he's at home, Russell Wilson can be a very valuable asset. Marshawn Lynch, 20 carries, 110 yards, two touchdowns. The dude absolutely balled He looked pretty out good, there. right? He looked pretty good. And I've got to give credit to my boy Michael Robinson, who broke the holdout story of Marshawn Lynch. I was in touch with Mike Robb throughout training camp, and he told me that Marshawn is mad. He's angry. He looked like He's it. He's motivated. Oh. The Seahawks drafted a couple of running backs in the last couple, round, uh, the last couple of seasons. But you know what? This is an old-school running back. Marshawn Lynch is like Earl Campbell. He is a bruiser, and the fact that he had 300 carries on average in the last three years, it didn't scare me because, listen, he's an old-school running back. Mm -hmm. He likes to carry the football, and I don't see there being a problem with Marshawn Lynch. If you drafted him in the first round, you will be smiling all the way to a win this week. Now, one game does not make a season. It looked pretty good. I'm going to agree with you because what I saw from I usually look for certain keys during the game. What I saw from Marshawn Lynch, there's no slowing down. His body is not Mm -hmm. taxed. He's not tapped out yet. Marshawn Lynch is going to be able to do this throughout the entire season. How about Percy Harvin? I mean, what a line. Uh, Seven seven receptions for 59 yards, four carries for 41 yards, 100 scrimmage yards, uh, hashtag jet sweep. (laughs) I mean, how many times did they run this play? He looked absolutely fabulous. Uh, to me, he was the most impressive fantasy player on the field yesterday because of his ADP and Well, you and didn't his watch Marshawn Lynch then, did you? <laughs> hey, he, Marshawn Lynch, again, uh, we're talking in relation to his ADP because Marshawn Lynch still being drafted yes. as a top seven I guy. Percy Harvin, much lower. He looked like the guy from Minnesota that we all fell in love with uh, from a fantasy perspective. And he has got the kind of upside where he can be a number two wide receiver. I don't know if he's going to be a one. The one thing that still worries me, and it's the thing that worried me throughout the preseason, is that if they use him this much, Mm -hmm. I just hope he stays healthy. But you have to use him this much because he's an offensive weapon. You can see they use him in the passing game. They'll they'll use him in the run game. They'll utilize him anywhere they can because he's that versatile. He's that good. And I say for fantasy owners, with Percy Harvin, you have to ride him until that wave just eventually crashes out and he gets whatever. I don't want to put that jinx on him. But I think Percy Harvin, yes, you're going to continue to see this type of dynamic play. There's no answer or key. There's not a guy out there on defense who can keep up with his talent. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we saw him slip so much because he was so fast he couldn't even stay underneath himself. <laughs> That's how you were when you uh, were rushing the passer. Yeah. Right? That's pretty good stuff. All right, for, minute, for more now, let's throw it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank, who have the latest headlines, guys. Thank you, James. I am Marcus Grant. This man here to my left is Adam Rank, and we are getting you caught up with all of the latest headlines. We're going to start down in Carolina, where on Thursday, Panthers coach Ron Rivera told reporters that quarterback Cam Newton is on pace to play Sunday against the Buccaneers, but it will be a game-time decision. Worst words in the fantasy lexicon. (laughs) Rivera was quoted as saying, Cam wants to play, but we have to be smart. This is a marathon, not a sprint. The good news? Cam was a full participant in Friday's practice. He's officially listed as questionable for Sunday. The bad news, he plays one of those late games, Rank. If you have him on your roster, how are you handling this? Well, he isn't one of those dreaded late games, but the good news is that Carson Palmer plays late on Monday night. He's available in a ton of fantasy leagues. So if you're looking for an option to kind of back yourself up to have Cam Newton, if he's not ready to go, which to me would be a surprise, but Carson Palmer just have him waiting in the wings. I like his matchup. He's a pretty good option there, so... Not too much of a concern. Just, you know, usually you roll with one quarterback. 
But in this instance, just pick up Carson Palmer, you're good. Have a backup no plan. That's always the key. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reports that Patriots tied in Rob Gronkowski is expected to play on Sunday. However, his snaps will likely be limited as Gronk returns to full strength. Gronk says he's ready to play. His coach, Bill Belichick, kind of disagrees. Frank, if you are a fantasy owner and you've got Gronk, what do you do considering his snaps could be limited this week? Come on, Belichick. Let him play. Like, have a little fun. Loosen up. You know, Gronkowski says he's ready to go. That's good enough for me. I let him play. But if I drafted Rob Gronkowski, that means I'm stepping into the danger zone anyways. So I'm playing him. I don't care. Look, you know, Rob Gronkowski at 50% is better than a lot of the curtain jerkers at the end of the card at 100%. So I'm rolling with it. All he needs to do is get down to the red zone one time. You know Tom Brady's looking for him. When he gets down there, you'll get one touchdown, you're good. Adam Rank, living dangerously. Gotta love it. What are you gonna do? Moving to the desert, Ian Rappaport also reporting that Cardinals running back Andre Ellington underwent an MRI on his foot Thursday. Ellington is not expected to require surgery, but his status for Monday night's game against the Chargers is unclear after he missed practice on Friday. Ellington was a preseason darling here on NFL Fantasy Live. If you drafted the second year back, what sort of precautions should you take heading into that game Monday night? What I want you to do right now is go pick up Jonathan Dwyer. Hit pause. We'll wait for you. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you were able to get Jonathan Dwyer. He is available in a lot of leagues right now. He's the guy you just got to have there just because you can wait till Monday night to see what's going to happen. Realize the real big practice day is going to be on Saturday. If he doesn't practice Saturday, then it's full-on panic mode. Then you can find your other options. Hopefully you have some guys on your roster. But go ahead and pick up Jonathan Dwyer right now just in case if it is extended. The Jonathan Dwyer looks to be the guy who will be taking over that role in Arizona. But what it could really mean is a lot of passing, and that means – Larry Fitzgerald, who's gone. Michael Floyd, who you probably draft a little bit higher. John Brown, that's a good guy. Go pick him up. That's a lot of three right there, John Brown. More running back news. Texans head coach Bill O'Brien told reporters earlier this week that he plans to ride running back Arian Foster versus Washington on Sunday. All right, Rank. Foster's coming <laughs> off back surgery, always concerning. How much do you believe he gets a full workload this week? What do you mean back surgery is concerning? I thought it was the new sprained ankle. <laughs> whatever. You know, but... It's a tough situation because if you drafted Arian Foster, he probably fell to you in the second round, maybe even the third. I've seen some crazy things happen in drafts, but you got to play him. He's got a great matchup against the Redskins, so I would roll him out there. I kind of believe Bill O'Brien. He's got a quarterback he doesn't trust because he traded for Ryan Mallett, which shows me he doesn't want to throw the ball a lot. So he's probably going to run. He's going to run him as much as possibly can during this, you know, the first couple of weeks while he's still healthy. Yeah, Why not happens. take advantage of it? It's hey. like one of those things like, hey, we got a free room. We might as well stay there, <laughs> you know? It's like a, the kind of weird thing. You wake, you wake up in Palm Springs. Like, what were you doing? It's like being on vacation. <laughs> 49ers wide receiver Michael Crabtree was limited in practice Thursday due to a calf injury, but he told reporters he feels good to go for Sunday's showdown with the Cowboys. All right, Crabs is now more than a year removed from that nasty Achilles injury he had. How do you feel about him in a game that could turn into a track meet? Yeah, I really like this because Colin Kaepernick is a better quarterback when Michael Crabtree is on the field. So I really like this situation. And I like the matchup, too. The Cowboys are not good on defense, which means the 49ers are going to be able to move the ball almost at will. And the 49ers' defense is a little bit more dinged up as they've been in years. You know, it's been a long time since you can remember back to when the 49ers weren't quite so formidable on defense, which means shootout, which means there's going to be a lot of points. But there's actually one receiver. There's one receiver I really love from this game. But you know what? you got to stick around for like-dislike to get that one. That's called a tease. <laughs> so is this. Coming up, what happens when the forefathers of fantasy football get together to do a draft nowadays? See what keeps on coming back for more and where fantasy football is headed. 
This is the year you draft, play, and win from anywhere. NFL.com slash fantasy has all the new apps for your phone and tablet. Sign up for free at NFL.com slash fantasy. Fantasy football has changed a lot since it was invented over a half century ago, but not at the Greater Oakland Pigskin Procrastinators League, the original league where pencil and paper is still preferred over a computer. And meeting up for the annual draft is absolutely mandatory. 52 years after the first ever fantasy football season, the Greater Oakland Pigskin Prognosticators League lives on. Hey, Bobby. Great to see you. Welcome to the 52nd Goffle Draft. Yay! 52 years. The original league still feels the presence of the larger-than-life figure who passed away 23 years ago, founder Bill Winkenbach. This group of people is like an extended family. They either knew Wink originally or a friend of somebody that knew Wink. Some of the sons are in these things. In fact, my son will be in it this year. My dad here came, came to support him. To come here, this draft was always a special time of the year with my father. To have that with him is something that ties us together. Sean will take Doug Martin, Tampa Bay. I find it very special. And what makes the game so fun today is the same as it was in the early years. Since I joined in 74, there have been very few changes. The Goppel rules now are pretty much the same as they were back then. Only scoring is what counts. Yardage doesn't matter. Well, I've been in this Goppel league for over 40 years, and it has changed a little bit. And I think maybe eventually it'll get to the point where the younger generation will get it computerized so it's a little more simple. But I think the getting together will never change. It's just the personal pride of playing the game. It's like almost every owner I've ever seen here, they just keep coming back, keep going back until they just can't come back anymore. From eight original teams in a Northern California basement to a billion dollar worldwide industry, the story of fantasy football cannot be told without the Greater Oakland Pigskin Prognosticators League. It's like a mom and pop operation that has stayed true to itself the whole time. Goppel is special because of the tradition and the longevity of it. And I've always enjoyed being able to say that I'm in the oldest football league that there is in fantasy football. Multi generational fantasy. How cool is that? It's awesome. And it's so cool to see the, you know, the older guys there who yeah. still have the pen and the paper, and then the younger generation on the computers checking out their rankings. That's their whole just, list of players just on, on so paper. Cool. It's crazy, I, man. I love, I love that whole special. It's touchdowns, so cool. Touchdowns only. That, that makes it pretty difficult. And IDPs. And IDPs. A lot of good stuff there. The one thing I really like, too, is they do it in person. And everybody should be in at least one Absolutely, draft. Absolutely, yes. At least one draft where you're there in person. We do that. I do that with my buddies. Live draft is the best. Yearly tradition. No doubt about it. No doubt. I love the fact that touchdowns only. It changes your strategy. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks are huge, huge. in that league. Yeah. Peyton Manning is just, he was, he was legendary. Last John Coon, <laughs> draft him. John Coon, draft him. By the way, that was Matt Money Smith uh, narrating that piece there for us. His sweet, dulcet tones. All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, it's time for some hot debate. We pit some of fantasy's biggest megastars head-to-head to find out who's going to have the better season. Plus, you want sleepers? We got your stinking sleepers right here. Our top under-the-radar studs for kickoff weekend are coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Think you can't live without your phone? Wait until you download the new NFL.com Fantasy Football app. 
Live draft from anywhere and watch in-game video highlights on the go. NFL.com makes fantasy football better for everyone. Download for free at NFL.com slash fantasy app. Oh, if you could only listen to some of these off-camera conversations. All right, time now for player <laughs> comparisons presented by SAP. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. James Go here with Adam Akbar and Michael Fabiano. Uh, guys, let's put some of Fantasy's top guns head-to-head. Find out who's going to have the better season this year. And we'll Ooh, start okay. with a young gun versus the old Wiley vet. Andrew Luck versus Tom Brady. If you look at their uh, season numbers from last year, as you can see, Tom Brady had more passing yards. But the total touchdowns, Andrew Luck's favor, and quite frankly, the fantasy points. That's all that matters. More fantasy points for Andrew Luck over Tom Brady, but we know Tom Brady used to be an absolute statistical monster. Fabs, according to ADP, the people are picking luck to have a bigger season than Brady. Is that a good call? The people are very smart. Ah. The people are very smart. He finished fourth in fantasy points last year among quarterbacks, and he's got upside, and I love guys with upside. He has not hit his statistical ceiling yet. Brady hit that way back in 2007 when he had that huge year. He hasn't hit a ceiling yet. There's no question. This guy can throw for 5,000 yards in this league. There's no question about it. He's never thrown for 30 touchdowns. He can hit that, too. Easy. I, I like Brady this year. Don't get me wrong. But he is too tied to Rob Gronkowski's health. If Gronk goes down, if there's any issues with Gronk, Tom Brady's value drops exponentially. Andrew Luck is the guy to draft. More upside. He can run it with the football. He's my guy. You know, you know, I, I disagree with that. Tell why he's wrong. I, 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 I like Tom Brady, and I think you saw some of that. You saw the turnovers last year for Tom Brady. I think a lot of that had to do with the young wide receivers that he had. A lot of the drop balls, miscommunication, that's going to happen. But when you look at what he's surrounded with, he's not just surrounded by Rob Gronkowski. He's got a better running back than the Indianapolis Colts. Check. He's got a better tight end. That's a double check. You look at his slot wide receiver, <laughs> Julian Edelman. Better than okay. T.Y. Hilton. That's that's yeah, a chase. No, All the pluses and checks go towards Tom Edelman. Brady. He's going to do his thing. Frank Edelman's way underrated. T.Y. Hilton had two great games last year, and now everybody wants to just laud him like he's the second coming. But here's the thing, too. And this is the big thing for me, is that they saw what Peyton Manning did last year, and Tom Brady – and Bill Belichick have a lot of pride. They're going to come out huge this mm. year. Trust me, Tom Brady has a monster. A revenge factor. Yeah. I like 10. Brady, but I, I just think luck has more upside. I like it. Yeah. Let's talk uh, running backs. Jamal Charles versus Matt Forte. KC versus Chi-Town. Hello. I mean, two very similar players in terms of their versatility, running and catching the ball. But last year, man, Charles just ruled supreme. The highest scoring running back in the game. And we could talk about the numbers all we want. But the bottom line is this. Fantasy points per game. Jamal Charles, 20 points per game last year. And he was awesome down the stretch, man. So who do you like better? Akbar. You know, I, I think this one's a close one, but I'm going to go with Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, to me, is everything for the Kansas City Chiefs. You think about the type of quarterback that he's with, with Alex Smith. Alex Smith loves to do the dump off. He's a check down Charlie. He's going to find Jamal Charles. He was their top receiver. He was their top running back. So he means more to their offense than Forte. I like Forte in that offense, but I'm going to have to go with J.C. Adam Murray. Well, well, the one thing that concerns me about Charles is all the movement on the offensive line. That's got to concern me. So that's why I shift over to Matt Forte, a guy who really started to pour it on at the end of the last season. He had at least 100 scrimmage yards in 12 of his last 15 games as this Bears offense really started to click. And I understand Jamal Charles is the number one guy there in Kansas City, but that's who defensive coordinators are focusing on. You're a D.C. going up against the Bears. Who are you going to stop? Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, all these guys, all these pieces. you got to put players all over the field. That allows Matt Forte to get loose. And I just feel like this is going to be a monster DC's season. DC's had that opportunity last year with Jamal Charles, and they didn't uh, succeed. It's a different season. <laughs> it's a different season. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, let's move on to wide receiver. Let's compare it to Marius versus Daz. Uh, you pretty much can't go wrong with either guy. Listen, they may have 30 touchdowns between the two of them this year, but here's last year's numbers. Uh, as you can see, very similar in terms of receptions. Uh, obviously an edge in yardage uh, for Demarius. He, he's got a Peyton Manning throwing in the rock. But, man, again, very, very similar, especially in terms of fantasy output. Um, which guy do you like better? For 2014, Fabs. I'm going with Des Bryant, but this is a close. Uh, this is very close. Des is someone who I absolutely think could actually have more fantasy points than Calvin Johnson. Oh, okay. I, you, you know, I like that, but you know, I, I'm going to have to go with Demarius Thomas because I think Demarius Thomas is the better wide receiver. And think about this: the fact that they lose the uh, Wells Welker for four weeks. That's big for, for Peyton Manning. That's big for Demarius Thomas because he's going to get a lot more looks. And when it comes down to it, he's a more reliable wide receiver. I think just flat out, talent-wise, size-wise, he has Des Bryant. Uh, Fabs, you've been so big on Tony Romo because, again, the defense bad. they got to check that ball around. Uh, obviously, that's going to mean some pretty big numbers for Des Bryant as well. No question about it. And look at the offensive coordinator who's come in, Scott Lenny, and he's oh coached Tory Holt. Randy Moss, uh, Calvin Johnson last year, and now Des Bryant. That is an absolute great, great fantasy wide receiving group. And this is going to be a team that has to throw the ball to come from behind. Tony Romo is going to be awful. Tony Romo might have a game where he throws 70 balls. I'd love to see him throw (laughs) every game 70 times. That would be fantastic for fantasy owners. But Des is my guy. But listen, guys, I mean, you know, Demarius Thomas, Des, Forte, Charles, Throw him up in the air, whoever yeah. you get. It, it comes there can be only one, though. There can be only one. He's got a way better solid Highlander DT's reference. got Peyton Manning. All right, there you go. Enough That's it. That's it. I win. Who is Josh Gordon's Drop quarterback last year? That was player exactly. comparisons presented by SAP. And still to come, which sleeping giants will awake this weekend to lead you to fantasy glory? You don't want to miss our list of top sleepers for week one. This is NFL Fantasy Live. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. James Kell here with Marcus Grant, Akbar Baja Biamila, and sitting right next to me, the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. That's him. That's right. You can always send any of us uh, your fantasy-related tweets. Find us on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy. But let's get you reset here. Packers and Seahawks kicked off the season last night. And a lot of folks worried about this man. Aaron Rodgers versus that stout Seattle defense, and for a good reason, apparently. First quarter, fantasy studs all over the field, but... It's big old John Coon. Just like we predicted, right? (laughs) Just like we predicted. Stealing points from Eddie Lacy. Come on, man. Three Packers early. Second quarter. What is this? A little read option? Yes, sir. Just freeze everybody. Stop. Don't nobody move. It's a dick burn. Ricardo Lockett for a 33-yard touchdown. Seahawks led 17-10 at halftime. Lockett with a nice little touchdown dance as well. Fourth quarter, Seahawks pulling away. You go get yourself some skittles, Marshawn Lynch. I told you I wasn't done. Ripping jerseys but still getting into the end zone. His second score of the game, he finished with 24.4 fantasy points, and the Seahawks go on to win. 36. I like Pete Kittle. He's like, man, that Lynch is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good good player. Russell Wilson outscored Aaron Rodgers 18 points to 9 points. That's a little bit rough, especially considering their ADPs where you drafted Aaron Rodgers, etc., etc. All right. We've talked about this game ad nauseum, folks, if we can. Let's talk about some players with underrated week one matchups. We're going to start with you, Fabs. Mm -hmm. What do you like? P. 
people see the San Francisco 49ers defense and they get scared. Yeah. They get scared, right? Yep. <laughs> you should not be scared well, of this defense without Navarro Bowman, without Alden Smith. Start Tony Romo. Yeah, this is like a great that. matchup. I know the 49ers have this history of being this fantastic defense, especially in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. This is not the same defense. It's a patchwork unit right now. And the Cowboys, well, their defense is even worse by a mile, which means Tony Romo is going to throw the ball a lot. This is a good matchup for Romo and for Des Bryant, Jason Witten as well. All the boys. And throw in DeMarco Murray. Start them all. Marcus Grant, talk to me about the running back. Pierre Thomas in New Orleans. The PT Bruiser. Atta baby. He's going to be on the road this week. And I know that overall, you look at his numbers against the Falcons. They're not particularly eye-popping. But his last couple of games in Atlanta, 85 or more scrimmage yards in those. And he's the change of pace back hmm. right now. Mark Ingram is the guy who's going to get the start. He's the guy that I think a lot of defenses are checking for. So allows Thomas to kind of come in and there as a third down back, catch some passes out of the backfield. And I think his value this year more as a receiver than as a running Almost back. Almost a must-start in a PPR league, yes? Got him. All right. Uh, Akbar, can you talk to me about – are you really going to talk to me about Brian Hartline, yeah, my yeah, man? Yeah, this is a sneaky one here. Sneaky. When you, when you think about Brian Hartline, last couple of years, 1,000-yard seasons, I mean, he can do it. He has that production. But he's going mm-hmm. up against the New England Patriots. I know you have reasonable concern that this matchup doesn't look good for Brian Hartline. But when I look at how they're going to play Darrell Revis, more than likely he'll be matched up with, of course, Mike Wallace. Mm-hmm. They'll move him around some. But I think Brian Brian Hartline and Bill Lazor's offense, they're going to start off real easy. They're going to start off with the intermediate stuff. And that's where Brian Hartline, when he's matched up against Denard, I think that's where he will succeed. And he'll get some of those sneaky fantasy points. Don't trip on, on, on Brian Hartline. All right, I like it. How about Fabs? Uh, Tennessee, Kendall Wright. You know, a lot of folks don't know about Kendall Wright. Can you educate I, the people? Over 90 catches, over 1,000 yards. He only scored a couple of touchdowns last year. And everyone's talking about Justin Hunter, including right. me, and I love mm-hmm. his upside. But Kendall Wright's the best fantasy receiver in Tennessee. He's playing on the road in Kansas City. And that defense has question marks in the defensive backfield. Remember, Brandon Flowers, he's gone. They're starting corners. Marcus Cooper, Ron Parker. I really think Kendall Wright's going to be able to exploit that and put up some pretty good fantasy totals. Marcus Grant, you're not scared over Ladarius Green. You like Antonio Gates this week. I do, and I know fans talked about the Niner defense and the fear that they bring, and I feel the same way about the Cardinals defense. People look at them, and they look at Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew, and they mm-hmm. get a little nervous. But when you look at what they were against tight ends last year, they were awful. They awful. gave up the most receiving touchdowns, the most points per game fantasy-wise, the most yards per game fantasy-wise to tight end. And this year, they're coming in with no Carlos Dansby, no Daryl Washington. The middle of that field is wide open. Antonio Gates might not be as good as he once was, but, that's but this his week, residence. he'll be as good as he's ever been. That's his residence. And look, he's an oldie but a goodie. I think he'll do good, well in this game. Marcus Kobe. Grant, did you just drop a Toby Keith reference in the middle of the I like it, man. I did. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, are you concerned about Cam Newton's ribs holding up against the Bucs? What about RG3 against the Texans? Our Adam Ranks got you covered with his likes and dislikes for week one. Plus, that right there, flat brim cap and all. Is that the new <laughs> That's the new face of the Jaguars running game? Tell me, Gerhard, we talk about his road to becoming featured back, and this Cal guy goes one-on-one with a Stanford alum. Coming up. It is time for Like Dislike presented by Corona. What's up, fantasy enthusiast? Adam Rank here. Every week I present my likes and dislikes in the world of sports, TV, movies, professional wrestling, pretty much anything that strikes my fancy. Sometimes I even like to talk fantasy football. Lucky for you, one of those times is right now. So let's start with my first like of the week, Matt Ryan. I'm going to go ahead and put that this out here on Front Street. The Falcons' defense is awesome. Yes, 
awesome for us because it gives up a ton of points, which means Ryan throws the ball a lot as this game goes from divisional rivalry to full-on Donnybrook. And just look at Ryan's offensive weapons who are back healthy and raring to go. Julio, he's healthy. Roddy, he's healthy. Steven Jackson, he's... All right, two out of three ain't bad, but get Ryan into your lineup this week. A QB I dislike as a starter is Cam Newton. I did like his comparison to an old faithful car, though. Did you hear it? He was all like, you fix the AC, now the carburetor's out. Fix the carburetor, you got a flat tire. You fix the tire, now your windshield wiper doesn't work. It's hilarious, except Cam, you're 25. You sound like an old man. Didn't the Panthers get an extended warranty on you? The worst part... Newton has a receiving core that has about as much NFL experience as a salesman at your local car dealership. Oh, wait, I mean, not the one that Josh Gordon works at. But anyways, moving on to a receiver I like, and it's Anquan Bolden. You're one of those folks who likes to overreact to week one and declare your whole season as won or lost after the first game. Well, Bolden is your guy. He scored a touchdown in three consecutive week one games and seven in his 11 all-time week one games. So... This guy certainly knows how to make an entrance. So, if you want to feel good in week one, go Bolden. A receiver I don't like this week is Tavon Austin. I get it. He's one of the most explosive players in the NFL right now, but I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. I mean, you got to like the brain trust of Brian Schottenheimer and Sean Hill, duh. But I'm going to use a little bit more discretion here to see if they can actually get the ball into Austin's hands. And finally, I like 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Listen. I'm not too proud or too ashamed to admit this, but sometimes I will play a full season of Madden on rookie mode just to see what kind of records I can set. Like, hey, look, let's see if Brandon Lloyd can be a pro bowler. Well, that's what playing the Cowboys D is going to be like in real life this season. Kaepernick might just come out and be like, you know what? I'm going to go to Bolden 88 times just to see what happens. So start every quarterback against the Cowboys this season. And hey, look, here's some more of my likes and dislikes for the week. Chris Johnson, love him. Keith Miller, good. Tony Roma on the other side of that 49ers game will be good. Terrence Williams, if he's ready to go, start him. On the dislike side, Robert Griffin III, that's Steven Jackson, Andre Johnson, and seriously, having two tight ends on your roster. Do not tweet me one more time and ask if you should pick up another roster. Just go with one. And for more of my likes and dislikes, go to NFL.com slash like, dislike, for more. All right, and that was Like Dislike presented by Corona. And now I throw it over to James Coe, who is with the pride of North Corona himself, Toby Gerhardt. Hello, everybody. All right, we're chatting with uh, Jaguars running back Toby Gerhardt. Uh, Toby, you're, you're a younger guy. Can I ask you, are you into fantasy at all? I am into fantasy. I am. Uh, are you picking running back first, or, or are you going wide receiver, tight end, quarterback? What you doing? It uh, depends on the pick. Uh, both my leagues, I had the fourth pick, and I went with a running back and receiver, depending on the league. Can I ask you who you went with with the fourth pick? Fourth pick, I took uh, Adrian, and then I took Calvin Johnson. <laughs> you took Adrian Peterson? I absolutely love that. Hey, listen, you're, uh, you're finally getting a chance, finally, finally, finally getting a chance to be the featured back in Jacksonville. How excited are you, man? Uh, I'm ecstatic. You know, it's a great opportunity for me. I'm excited for the opportunity and going to make the most of it. Was it hard being a backup for all those years in Minnesota? Yeah, it definitely was hard. You know, I got it. Obviously, I stuck behind Adrian, one of the best to ever play the game. And uh, it was tough coming from college where I had a ton of carries to getting a carry here and there was was hard. But uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I have now. Uh, sitting behind Adrian Peterson, as you mentioned, one of the greatest in the game. What tips did he provide you, and what did you learn from AP? 
Yeah, I learned a lot from him. You know, a lot of it was how to take care of myself and things to do off the field, whether it be conditioning, taking care of the body, um, how to prepare. And then I got a chance to see and hear how he thinks during game day. He'd come off the field, ask me, you know, what I saw, and then I'd compare it to what he saw. And, you know, I think that's really going to allow me to take little things about the defenses and stuff like that and techniques and carry it further for my own game. Hey, Toby, you seem like a guy that gets stronger as the game goes on. The more carries you get, the better for you. Has the coaching staff indicated to you at all what your workload might be this year? Is it going to be 10 to 15, 20 to 25, 30 plus maybe even? <laughs> I don't I, They haven't said. You know, I, I'm going to take as many as I can get. You know, like you said, I love, uh, I love wearing defenses down. I feel like I do get stronger as the game goes on and the more carries I get. So uh, we'll see. You know, whatever the team needs to, to be victorious each week, uh, I'll be happy to contribute and take as many as I can. Hey, by the way, you play fantasy. Guys are always looking for sleeper wide receivers. Is there a guy on the Jacksonville Jaguars right now that's really stood out in practice that maybe fantasy owners should take uh, advantage of? Well, you know, you got our, you got our, our high draft picks with, uh, with Marquise and with A-Rob, but uh, I wouldn't sleep on Alan Hearns. You know, he's done great things for us all, all camp long, and I think he's going to be a sleeper for our team. Hey, you talk about Marquise Lee. Listen, uh, you're a Stanford guy. He's a USC guy. You guys got a big game coming up this weekend in college football. Has there been any trash talk? How much trash talk has there been? Oh, yeah, I've, I've thrown some subtle jabs at him all week long. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get something squared away. I'm, I'm pretty sure – Come Sunday or next week, he'll be wearing some uh, Stanford gear. So excited for that. I like it. Hey, listen, by the way, before we wrap up, I'm a Cal guy. You're a Stanford dude. Uh, uh, in your season, uh, senior year, I believe, 2009, you went crazy. 165 total yards, four touchdowns, but Cal did beat you guys. Last, yeah. year, last year, you stomped on a 63-13. to 13. Can I get a big game score prediction from you? Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Obviously Stanford's going to win. I will go with, uh, 42, 28. Yeah, that was, that was a huge letdown my, my senior year losing you guys, but, uh, I feel bad for you being a Cal grad, but it's okay. <laughs> Very good. Toby Gerhardt joining us. All right. Coming up on NFL fantasy live. You may want to take a second look at your bench this weekend because you could be sitting on a gold mine of points. We reveal some of our serious week one sleepers right after this. I remember, fantasy fans, you can vote to change the starting lineup of America's team in our NFL Fantasy Live League at NFL.com slash America's team. Make sure you check it out to see if you have what it takes to beat us, the experts, the so-called experts. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. All this week, we've been asking fans to help us set a world record as we get back to football. Upload a picture of yourself wearing your team's jersey to NFL.com slash back to football and help us break the record for the most jersey photos in an online album. So whose jersey are you guys rocking today and why? Marcus, you're, you're calling your own number, Pat. Yeah, I'm commemorating my time on the practice squad. You hear all those running backs who got <laughs> shut down by Frank Gore? Fair I was enough. first in that list. There you go, fam. They gave you number nine. This was my favorite player growing up. Danny White, Dallas Cowboys. I'm going old school. Can you punt? Well, you know, I had to go with with a guy that I respect so much, Peyton Manning. This is Archie Manning's son, in case you didn't know. Oh, okay. Archie Manning's son. (laughs) I'm going to go with the number one running back in fantasy football this season. That's right. It's Matt Forte, my birthday buddy. So we're hanging out. the same birthday? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a little older, though. How about That's Freddie Morris for me? I like Freddie Morris. That's go. nice. I think he gets enough respect. There you go. He I like him. He's such a solid And he still drives a monster. All right, let's talk about sleepers. <laughs> it's time to look at uh, Michael Fabiano's top sleepers. 
for week one. Hey, Marcus, you're one. up there. <laughs> Marcus Grant Smith. is at the top <laughs> of the list. Actually, that would be Geno Smith. All right. Uh, Mark Ingram there, Lamar Miller, Bernard Pierce. Steelers defense rounding out your top uh, ten sleepers for the week. Fabs, talk to me about Shane Vereen. I love me some Shane Vereen. He is going to be such an integral part of this backfield in New England, especially as a pass catcher. If you grab that in a PPR league, you could potentially have a high-end RB2 on Profits, your hands. Baby. He was great at the end of last season when he was healthy. I don't think the Patriots have a lot of faith in Stephen Ridley. This is your man in New England, Shane Vereen. He's got to stay healthy. All right, uh, Marcus talked to me about Bernard Pierce. You ain't scared about that matchup. No, not at all, man. I got, you never scared. You, look, <laughs> there's a reason you drafted Bernard Pierce. It was these first two weeks of the season. Good you call. knew Ray Rice was not going to be there. Pierce is a guy who looks good in that zone running scheme. He's that zone blocking scheme, rather. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Sure, Dennis Pitta and Torrey Smith will see a lot of targets. But Bernard Pierce could have some sneaky numbers this season. Tough this matchup versus the Bengals, though. Hey, speaking of, on the other side. Akbar, talk to me about Jeremy Hill. He's the backup, but yet you like him this week. Yeah, he's going to be deep, 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 deep on Michael Fabiano's list there. But I I believe he's a good sleeper because I believe Hugh Jackson, their offensive coordinator for the Bengals, is going to know how to utilize him. You watch tape on him at LSU, and you'll see the type of talent. He's a big bruiser. You're not going to give Giovanni Bernard the majority of the load. It's going to go to Jeremy Hill. You'll be praising me after week one. Uh, Fabs, let me ask you this about this matchup. Uh, if Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill get the carries that, that Akbar is talking about, doesn't that decrease Andy Dalton and, and A.J. Green's value? Well, no. A.J. Green's going to see targets no matter what happens. Dalton, I'm not on that bandwagon. All right, Mark Ingram for Adam Rank. What do you like about this New Orleans back? All right, let's have some real talk here. Mark Hashtag Ingram. real talk. Mark Ingram has been a little bit of a disappointment during his NFL career, but this guy has really come on. If you watch any of him in the preseason, you couldn't come away but anything but impressed. The guy is running hard. He's running smart. He's hitting the hole. Contract he's doing, here. He's still, listen, whatever, whatever's motivating him, I don't care as long as he's on the field for me. Start him as a flex guy this week. Mark Ingram coming through. The oh, number right. one wide receiver in a Chip Kelly offense, that would be Jeremy Macklin. And you mentioned contract year, which Macklin is also in. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to be very good. Remember, Woo! Macklin, before he got hurt, he liked to find that end zone. He was a pretty good touchdown producer. The Jaguars don't have a great secondary. I'll do that. I do think that defensive line could be pretty mm-hmm. underrated. I like Macklin as a number three receiver. Not worried about Jordan Matthews that maybe popping in He's a, a little rookie. bit. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. I forgot who I was talking to. My bad. I forgot who I was talking to. All right. right. For the guys, Adam Rank, Akbar Bajabi Mila, Michael Fabiano, Marcus Grant, I'm James Coe. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you Sunday morning at 1130 Eastern on NFL.com, NFL Now, and the NFL Red Zone channel with all the latest fantasy news leading up to kickoff. Thanks for watching. We'll see you. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. 
We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.